Hello, and welcome to this special series of episodes called 29 Days of Magic. During Black History Month, the month of February, I'll be interviewing a Black woman a day who's from business and entrepreneurship. You name it, I'm going to have a chat with her. The idea for this is to show off the amazingness of Black women throughout various industries. I hope you take a listen, like, share, review, and be inspired by these incredible stories. Take a listen. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Reset Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Mignot, CEO of the Culture and Communications Agency, The Flash. Each episode, I bring on a different business leader who's doing some game-changing work. This episode is no different. I'm so excited to have Andrea Poku, who is the Director at Women in Marketing and the Africa Ambassador for the organization. Um, it is a fantastic organization, full disclosure. I'm a winner of an award from this organization and love, 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 everyone on the team there. And we're gonna have a fascinating conversation about all the things Andrea does and helping them push forward the voice of women creativity. It's gonna be a great conversation. Take a listen. Hey, Andrea. Hi, Laura. Hi, how are you? Oh, you know, just hiding here in New York City. <laughs> are you? Um, I'm, yeah, I'm hiding out here as well. Everything, everything's on lockdown. So, you know how it goes. Yeah, you know, we're almost uh, what, a year into it. We can't escape. <laughs> we just got used to it at this point. Um, but yeah. even though we are locked down, we, the podcast still continues and goes the same. So yeah. anyway, what was your first job? Right. So um, I was thinking back. So my very, very first job was actually I was selling double glazing. I was in school at the time and I think it was a it was a Saturday job or an, no it was in the evenings actually, um, and I hated that job. I was just on the phones calling up random people, trying to get uh, one of our guys to go in to give them a quote to sell double glazing. Wait, um, double glazing? Double glazing. So the wind. I don't know in the UK if that's a thing, but it's just uh, double paned windows in their houses. So yeah, that's the thing over here. Um, but it's yeah. It was just uh, basically setting up appointments for the sales guys to go in and visit um, people. And I was just sitting in an office with uh, a bunch of other people just um, on the phones, just calling up these random numbers. Um, as I said, I didn't last there very long. Um, it was just um, soul destroying. Um, but um, I, I, my other first job, so after that, I um, worked at uh, Woolworths. I, I think you've got, you had Woolworths in- We used to, yes. Yeah, so yeah, we used to as well. Um, it's just a, a store that sells everything and anything. <laughs> everything. Clothes, <laughs> everything, CDs, if you remember, yeah, remember CDs. Uh, and um, yeah, I worked there for about four years actually, or part-time while I went through, um, uh, uh, high school and, and uh, college and then through to university so um, yeah I was just a sales assistant there and it, it was okay it was, a, it was a job you know I, um, I got to meet loads of people and, and kind of move up to supervisor and things like that you know it was just one of those uh, places where you learn to kind of really engage with um, the people you're, you're working with and the customers and, and things like that so um, yeah it was uh, that was that was my first job well, yeah, that was my second job, but I think the one to count, the one to count, the one to count, because it, yes. it did teach you how to deal with people from all different all different walks of life, which exactly. comes in super handy um, when 
no matter what you do in your career. Okay, so we're at Woolworths. How do we get to um, having a chat right now? What's that journey been like? Um, it's been uh, it's been very good, very kind of um, eventful. Um, I've, I've had some amazing kind of experiences, but what you know, just looking back, you know, um, this past year, you know, because of lockdown, I've been looking back a lot at my career and my life and just you know there's a lot of introspection going on this this past year and I I realized um I uh kind of just went to the next job I I wasn't one of those who planned out my career from the start of university and just said I'm going to go to here there there and kind of reach the pinnacle at this point in my life um I so having um after university I went to do a marketing assistant role at um, an international language school. From there, I went on to work um, in a company that does uh, office fit out for um, companies, so um, commercial offices. Then I worked for Marks and Spencer Food in their marketing campaign, uh, marketing uh, department. Um, and then I went to work for a menswear company. So lots of different industries, uh, still moving up the ladder, but kind of in, in um, you know, in, in uh, always in campaigns, Marcom's uh, roles, uh, delivering campaigns, uh, working on, on uh, um, branding and supporting the, the brand teams and things like that. So um, it's, it's been quite varied. And then after my um, stint with um, Bowman, which was a menswear company, I went to work for a, a company that manufactures um, outdoor equipment. So um, equipment for outdoor sports. So backpacks and waterproof cases for electronics and, and, and things like that. And there I spent um, six years. So if, if we're talking about you know, my career, I think that is the place I stayed the longest and kind of cut my teeth really in, in the marketing uh, leadership role. Um, so it was, um, I was the first, uh, actually, was I the first? I think I was the first. First, I was the first um, black hire in the the head of factory, but in the um, in the office in the you know, you know the main headquarters. I was the first um, black hire, and I was the first marketing professional to come there. So it was a kind of wow. It was a medium-sized company. It wasn't. Um, they were international, but um, they had a small kind of um, you know medium-sized kind of setup. Um, so they didn't really have a marketing department at the time. I think the CEO and um, the, the, the sales director and their kind of teams chipped it. I think they were very much more sales focused than the marketing branding uh, side of things. So I was their um, first marketing hire. And in that time, I kind of grew the team and um, hired three people to kind of be part of the, the marketing department, as it were. So that was a really good role. Did quite a bit of travel in that role as well. Um, and I kind of laugh sometimes at some of the things I, I did. So um, they made equipment for the outdoor um, industry, outdoor sports industry, outdoor activities, um, but uh, one of their areas was fishing. And <laughs> yes, really, really interesting. So um, a lot of my time, we did so many trade shows um, uh, globally and I, um, one of the, some of the fun ones were in kind of, um, so Salt Lake City, I, I visited a couple of times, New York to do some PR work. Um, but I spent 
uh, I had two trips to Las Vegas to a trade fishing show in Las Vegas. And it was the, the first time I went with the CEO and um, the product uh, uh, the, uh, the product director, so the person who, who kind of designs um, uh, the, the items, and we had a, we had a great time. It was um, it was very uh, you know we had lots of fun there. The second year, I was sent out on my own, so I went to do a trade fishing show on my own, and um, it was uh, it was it was it was interesting, very um, interesting people, but. You know, I'm sure you're you're familiar with the the kind of uh, American consumers who who you know do fishing and, and things like that. So it was quite different from uh, a South London, a black South London um, girl. You know, it was, it was quite a bit different. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was. They were all you know great experiences, and and you know, as you do, you kind of um, you learn so much about yourself and about different people that you engage with in, in, you know, in those experiences. So, um, yeah, so that, that was, um, I think, Aqua, well, that was the company that I, I kind of um, really kind of cut my teeth in, in uh, that type of position. Um, and since, so after I left, so I basically uh, got married um, and had two children while I was at Aquapack. <laughs> so, um, uh, and um, what happened was that during my um, second um, maternity leave, I, I basically decided to leave um, the organization. I had two children, very young children in, in tow, and um, I was going part-time in the, in the last kind of year, uh, year and a half or so. Um, and I thought, you know, I've got two kids. Um, I'm trying to balance the two and, and still kind of keep going. And, I've, I also felt like I needed a, a different challenge as well. I didn't want to give up work completely. I wanted to um, be able to manage. Um, still being kind of connected to what I do, to marketing kind of sector and, and um, support businesses that way. So I had a, um, a friend of mine who I actually spoke to just a couple of days ago, actually, um, decided she has a business where she um, imports African uh, toys and books and um, kind of costumes for for children, and she sells to nurseries and schools and and things. And she runs kind of drumming workshops just for kids of all cultures to get in to understand the African culture and to um, kind of learn about the African culture and and also for um, children of color to have some things you know, some dolls and things that kind of um, reflect who, who they are. And, and um, so she asked me, she was um, relaunching her, her company and she asked me if I could help her with um, her relaunch event and the PR around that. So I, I did that while I was still working um, in, my, in, my, in my job. And um, from there, I, I basically decided to actually do more of my own kind of private work and, and work with, with companies. So I ended up leaving Aquabac and, and um, setting up my um, own uh, consultancy, as it were, called Greenbee Marketing. So that's what um, that's how Greenbee Marketing came about. It was a, in terms of the, the name, it was a, um, a really strange, um, you know, 
a few of us uh, girls uh, got around uh, the table one evening just drinking and having um, a laugh and uh, a number of us wanted to start up businesses so we thought each kind of every other couple every couple of weeks would meet up and have drinks and things um, and we kind of rotated you know whose house we would be at um, but each time we, we met we, we said we would focus on one of our businesses. So it got to my um, turn and we're kind of brainstorming names and, and things like that. And um, so Green Bee Marketing came about uh, that and it was all around giving companies and giving businesses and giving people the, the, the nutrients, the, the, <laughs> the kind of green beans to be able to get their business going, get their brand out there, get, um, get people to um, really, um, understand and kind of buy into what what they're offering so um that's how green bean marketing was, was was born awesome and so how did you end up becoming the director of marketing at whim um so i um knew ade i've known her for nearly 20 years or so i think before i'm just trying to think how i i got to meet her. anyway i was a member of um the cim so the Chartered Institute of Marketing, which is where WIM actually um, began. So it's a, obviously it's a, it's a membership organization. They do courses and, and um, uh, deliver qualifications in, in marketing. Um, and um, she was a, they had regional kind of re regional uh, teams that delivered uh, regional or local events um, to kind of engage the marketing community in, in those areas. And she was a volunteer in one of the regional teams. I was a volunteer in one of the regional teams. And um, I think we were chatting, it was just myself, Ade, and I think a couple of other ladies. And she was really, I think we were all were really kind of fed up with the same old type of events um, around marketing, generally um, men, uh, white men in kind of suits and very kind of formal um, kind of events. And we wanted to bring a bit of a difference, you know, you know, the, the, I guess bring a bit more excitement to some of these events. Um, so, um, you know, she kind of um, had an idea to run an event around um, International Women's Day and um, the region at the time agreed. Um, and it was a, a, you know, it was a huge success. I think we, we got some really kind of key uh, women to be um, part of that. That was in 2004. So it's been 16 years or so now. Um, and then um, since then, um, we every year we would run a, an, a, uh, an event and it was just really getting women in marketing, communication, advertising together and just discuss the things that mattered to us, um, whether it be in, uh, environmental issues or, or gender issues or fashion or, or whatever within the marketing sphere. So um, though that's how it kind of um, started. And I've kind of, and it's basically continued like that. I think it was 2016, we kind of broke away from uh, the CIM and uh, set up as a community interest company, which is like a, it's just like a social enterprise. Um, and um, at that time, I was still a volunteer, very much involved in uh, the events. We were doing awards then. The awards started in 2010. Um, and then it, in 2017, um, we had a bit of a change um, at the top. So Ade was um, 
uh, obviously the founder and the CEO, and we had, there was another two directors and we had a bit of a, a move around. And um, I've been always been very close to Ade. We, you know, talked about lots of kind of different things. I've always shared with her my passion to do more things um, in, in Africa, um, whether it be, be marketing or, or just my kind of um, connection to the, to the continent. Um, I'm originally from Ghana, although I was born and brought up in, in the UK. Um, so, okay, I think 2017, um, because there was a bit of movement at the, uh, at the leadership level with WIM, she asked me to come on as a, as a director and also to push um, to grow the, the network on, on the continent. So that's um, how I got to be, you know, where I am now with, with WIM. But I've always been part of WIM. I was one of the, obviously, the founding members of the organization. Um, since 2004 so um and Ade she's like a she's like a um a big sister <laughs> to me we, <laughs> we share a lot and we always say okay we just need a quick update this this call will take uh 10 15 minutes max max two hours later we're still on the phone <laughs> my boys are calling mom can we you know they're, they're kind of trying to get my attention because i've been on the phone for hours with with that day so um it's um it, it's great and i think we we obviously we, you know we share the same vision in terms of how we we grow the organization and how we need to you know want to reach out to to um it's those you know those women doing great things at the top of their you know their organizations but also there's so many women out there who are doing so much, you know, such great work, but they're, they're not getting the recognition for whatever reason, um, you know, uh, in, in what they do, they're not getting that recognition. So that's our job as well to really find those, those, um, those women and just kind of engage with them and um, try and um, push them to the, the forefront. And I think, for Wim Africa, that's one of the, the, the bigger things I'm I'm charged with doing. Um, there's so much creativity, so much great work that's being done on the continent, and a lot of it is coming out now. Um, but uh, there's still a number of um, you know there's, there's still so many women doing such great great work, and it's just um, uh, kind of highlighting what they're doing, um, and also trying to. You know, when it comes to gender um, issues, um, you know, the continent is so vast and, and so wide. It's different in every country, um, but it's it's important that we try and continue to push the equality and equity kind of uh, agenda and, and the balance that is needed in in organisations. You know, um, yeah, to this day. Awesome. And, you know, and it's so important because, you know, you're right. I mean, full disclosure, obviously, I, I won the Storyteller of the Year Award um, for this year's uh, Women in Martin, and I'm very honored. And it was the first award I've ever won in my 14-year oh. oh, career and everything. Oh, was I mean, yeah, it, it's that's that's a you know, I'm sure you 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 do like amazing work. I've I've seen it, and it's just um, trying to highlight people like yourselves and, and others um, of that that great work. So yeah, it's, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I think that's the thing because like we're all so busy um, 
you know, doing the work that we don't have time to put our heads up to, you know, apply for these sorts of things. And I think, but for it not being a year of COVID where I actually had some time and I actually read an email, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have seen it because, you know, just everyone's just so busy. But I also think it's the recognition of women from around the world. I think oftentimes, especially in advertising marketing, everything is just so Western centric, US centric or US UK centric. Yeah. We don't realize that there are so many phenomenal women doing great work all, all across the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Africa ambassador, what are some interesting things that you're seeing? We started, so I, um, one of the, the first things I, I did in as the Africa ambassador was launched the, the Africa um, network. So in 2018, um, after our first visit to, to Cannes in, in the summer, 2018, um, I uh, launched uh, the WIM Africa hub in Durban in South Africa. So it was launched at uh, the Luris. I don't know if you're familiar with the Luris. It's, um, no. it's, a, it's a, um, an advertising festival, creative festival for the advertising industry um, on the continent and in the Middle East. So, you know, it, this is, you know, it's it's similar to Canned Lion. So it's, but for the, the that region, for Africa and the Middle East. And it's a huge kind of um, creative festival, week-long festival um, where you, and it's got the awards and things. And uh, we um, had a, uh, an event um, there where um, I invited um, the head of Facebook Africa to come and speak. Uh, uh, um, a woman called Nunu Kingila um, had a, a marketing um, and insights director from Unilever, Stacey, come on um, and speak. We had so many amazing women. And uh, the topic around that was um, uh, changing the narrative in, in the media. Uh, so there's a lot of um, unhealthy stereotypes in the media and in advertising and how we go about changing um, the, the narrative. Um, so that was, um, that was you know, a, a, an amazing event. And what I'm doing now is actually trying to expand that a bit more. So we've got a strong kind of uh, hold in, in South Africa. Uh, my targets this year really is to set, set up um, the network in Ghana and in Kenya. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to do. But one kind of really great um, thing that's just come through in the last week actually um, for for WIM globally and, and also for WIM Africa is that um, we've become uh, a member of the um, Unstereotype Alliance. You f- you're familiar with Unstereotype Alliance? Yeah. yeah. So they're a, um, a, a, it's an initiative I guess you'd say um, convened by um, the UN uh, women and it's got um, Unilever, IPG, some really you know great brands as um, their, their kind of founding members. And all they, they're trying to do is change the narrative around advertising. So trying to um, engage with organizations and, and businesses so that they change what is, you know, some of the really negative um, images that people see um, in adverts, in the media. And it's such important work and it's, it's um, we're so kind of happy that we're we're kind of part of this and we're helping them kind of communicate or, or kind of push um, um, their their messages um, out and um, it's it's something that um, yeah I'm, I'm really kind of um, excited about and um, really looking forward to to pushing and um, 
yeah, hopefully it will, you know, kind of we'll, we'll, we'll see some change in the coming years. That's always the hope. Awesome. That's so good. You know, looking back on, you know, what you've able to been able to accomplish, what do you think you'd tell 25-year-old Andrea? Goodness. Um, I, uh, 25-year-old Andrea, so, you know, as I said at the, at the beginning, I did lots of different things, lots of, it worked in lots of different industries. I was always kind of keeping them moving forward, but I think I would tell 25-year-old Andrea to be a bit more intentional uh, in the next step. Um, so what, what you're doing, you know, a bit more planning, I think, around my career, my career choices. But saying that, it's kind of worked for the better, for, for the good, because when I started Green Bee Marketing, my own consultancy, having that knowledge across all those different industries, working with all those you know, different types of people, it's really helped um, me go out there and be able to engage with um, companies, you know, again, across different industries to, to help them with their marketing strategies and, and branding. So I, I, would, I would still give that advice, but um, I, on the other hand, I quite like the fact that I've done so many uh, different things and worked in so many industries. I mean, the, the other thing I, I would um, say to that Andrea would be to um, don't be afraid to kind of show yourself. Don't be afraid to just um, sit in who you are and, and kind of show who you are in your work environment. I think I was very much, um, uh, I wouldn't say a wallflower, but I I put on the, the face. I put on mm -hmm. that that you do in in the corporate world and and um, kind of uh, assimilated into the, the culture and um, you know as you do as it, when you're younger anyway um, and try to get ahead that way. But I think when you are yourself, uh, you you know you come with a different level of kind of creativity, kind of uh, different uh, thoughts and you know different ideas. And I think I could have done with a bit more of that when I was when I was younger. Um, you know, obviously it comes out later uh, in life, in, in your career, but uh, it would have been, it would have been helpful, I think, at, at that point. Awesome and fantastic advice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's so important that folks understand that from early on. So thanks for sharing that one. We're so excited to have Soho Works as the sponsor for the 29 Days of Magic campaign. You know, they're designed by Soho House and their workspaces to help Creative thinkers, businesses small and large, connect, collaborate, and grow. And it's where I'm recording all the episodes of 29 Days of Magic. It's a safe, wonderful, and collaborative experience. Uh, I'm currently in the Brooklyn location, but they have locations, one else in New York City, in the Meatpacking District, one in L.A., five in the U.K. And they give you that kind of home-away-from-home home feeling with all the tools, technology, equipment to help you do your best work. Uh, like I said, it's an amazing location feel safe. I've you know, been able to meet some really awesome people, which haven't been able to do a lot because of the fact of COVID. So it's been a wonderful experience being able to re record here and help build community. So if you want to find out more information about it, please go to SohoWorks.com to get more information and tell them I sent you. And now back to the show. Uh, so obviously you're in, you're in the UK, you've got kids, there's lockdown. What in the world are you doing for your self-care? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I'm really thinking about this. To be honest, um, this past year since lockdown has been, it's been horrific for so many 
thousands and hundreds of thousands of millions of people it has been and personally i you know i've had a number of people close to my you know, my family who've kind of really suffered either you know had distant um, family members pass away and things like that um but this time i haven't um so i finished uh, i finished a, a contract role not not to do with women um kind of mid-march so the uk went into lockdown towards the end of march so i finished that contract and you know i haven't had a, 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 a i've been doing bits and pieces with um uh, companies doing a bit of freelancing and i've obviously been doing the whim um activities um, but I haven't had a, a full-time job, as it were, to kind of um, in, engage in, although I have been kept busy. But not having that has actually helped me a great deal to really be present and to kind of look back at what's been going on in, in my life over the years, you know. And it's just, um, I've, in, in taking that time to kind of, be present in yourself and to really um, dig into yourself, find out what's going on uh, with yourself has, has been kind of priceless. Um, Self-care these days, I do try and meditate in the mornings or, or, or pray in the mornings. I do try and take a, a walk um, at least three or four times a week. I do some exercise in the house, um, uh, but I do try and get out um, uh, three or four times a week for a walk by myself. Um, but yeah, just um, I think being present a bit more and, and trying to listen to your intuition about certain things, certain projects and, and things kind of really helps, um, you know, you, you, you know, um, yeah, just helps with understanding who you are and, and being, being happy in, in who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the walks. Like I, I try and go for a walk at least, at least once a week, but that could also be that like, I'm wandering aimlessly around. Um, before we got cold, I was riding my bike every week. Uh, but just kind of getting outside and getting fresh air is just so necessary because it's, it's still a weird time for everybody. And yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what is going on? Um, you know, well, I mean, I one of the, I am um, sorry to, to cut you. One of the things I, I'm trying to do more of, and I, um, the past 10 years or so, or so I, I try to plan things more. So even at the early part of my career, I was just letting things flow, seeing what happens with the next role and the next thing. Um, from, I guess when the kids came and, and that, I was planning everything out really, really well. What I'm doing now is actually going back to that place where you just let things flow. You just see what comes to you, uh, kind of kind of get a gauge as how it, how it feels in your guts and then go forward with it or, or not. And, and trying to do that a bit more, which I think it's been, you know, it's been a, a, a really, it's been a bit of a revelation to me because uh, it's not something I'm, I'm used to. So it, it does take some work, but I think it, it helps. Um, yeah, it helps a great deal to, to really, also attract the things that are uh, you're looking for as, as well. So, so very key as well. See, you're a trap full of great advice. Um, so last question for you. Do you have a give and or an ask of the audience? Um, a give? Um, I'm a huge one for, for quotes. Um, so, you know, I... Um, 
there's one of the one of the amazing quotes um, from Eleanor um, Eleanor Roosevelt was um, uh, what is it? Um, oh gosh, the thing about badly behaved women, really. Oh, oh, really? Because uh, um, badly, I think it's badly behaved women rarely. Are the ones who actually make change or something to that effect? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So basically, just in essence, be yourself. Anyway, I, I love that quote, and I've got it on one of my um, business cards, I think, and um, it, it's amazing. But I, I just kind of um, looking back at you know prep for this and looking back at some of the things that I I've done. Um, I remember Cannes lines last year. I think 2019. You were there. That's that's when we did the Inquirer Beach. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing. Um, and there was a um, a lady um, called Gabby Rivera. Rivera. She um, attended. Uh, well, I attended, and she was on the stage at the IPG um, breakfast. And there's one thing that she said in her her kind of her talk was, um, "I'm too grown to be small in myself," and it's it just kind of really resonated me with me in terms that you just need to be yourself and be your kind of best self in whatever you do. Don't play small. And, and um, so that's my give really. I, I, I love quotes and they always seem to come at the best time when I can, when I really um, can really kind of do with them. So I, that's my, my quote um, to, to the world to, to help whoever needs it right now. That's awesome. And honestly, a best, one of the, a really awesome quote. And I think, you know, it's emblematic of, you know, why I'm doing this because we should, especially as women in business, we absolutely should be ourselves and be big, bright stars. Like, don't shrink ourselves because you think you have to be in a certain box. And yeah. so I think you're so right. It's like, no, I'm too grown for this. Like, it's like, like yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's an ideal um, that we have to remember. And I think even with the kind of craziness that is us being under lockdown, a year of COVID, um, mm. still there are opportunities and ways where you can find yourself and be bigger and bolder than you ever thought you could be because you can be. Yeah. Um, like, don't want anything I'll do back. So that's a great give. Thank you, Andrea. I do have an ask as well, if that's okay. Nope. Yeah, you, you are totally allowed. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so, you know, as we, we talked about, I, um, I'm heading up um, Wim Africa, so Women in Marketing Africa. And as I said, I'm trying to grow the, the, the network. So anyone who's listening to this, who um, is connected to the continent or your marketing or communications or advertising professional, um, and a woman and want to be part of this huge, amazing network, please get in contact with me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, just um, we're looking, as I said, to um, set up hubs um, across the continent. You know, the ideal will, to be, have, will be to have um, one in every single country on the continent. So um, it's, uh, I just need to engage with as many um, African women and men as well who are in marketing, advertising, communications on the continent as possible. So um, if that's you, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's have a chat and let's see um, yeah, what, what, what we can do. 
Awesome. And we'll put all your details in the show notes so folks can reach out. Andrea, mm-hmm. such a delight to have you on the show. The work you all do at WIM is a wonderful. And I love that you um, came on to share your story and some really great advice. Um, like I said, uh, uh, WIM will always have a special place in my heart and I am so thrilled to be um, part of the community. So thank you so very much for joining me on uh, the show today. Thank you for all you're doing as well. You know, you're doing the same thing, highlighting all these the, these women who are doing amazing things. And um, yeah, that's you know, this, this platform is is a is a, an amazing way to, to to do that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And that is our show. <laughs>